And for children this morning, I'd like to invite all our kids to come forward for our time together. Good morning. Hello, Acolytes. Hi, Casey. Good morning. Hi, Wesley. Good morning, Bentley. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Blake. Good morning, Lauren. Margaret. Good morning. Hi, Dylan. Hi. Come on up, Keenan. I'm glad y'all are here this morning. Hi, Cooper. Well, starting this Sunday in worship, we're going to be talking a lot about harvest. And the worship team set a beautiful table to remind us about harvest. Um, who can tell me what harvest means? What does that word mean? Go for it. To gather. To gather. Mm-hmm. We gather together, so we gather, it's fall, we gather together in worship. It's just like when you're planting crops. You when you're planting crops. Together so you, can have a nice feast. you harvest the crops so you can have a nice feast. I like the thought of feast. Harrison. Yeah, you pick all the crops. Yeah, so you can have a feast so that you can gather them all up. Yep, those are all parts of harvest. And so, as Cooper said, it could mean different things, right? We could be harvesting crops, um, but we're not growing any wheat or apple orchards in the sanctuary. So what kinds of things might we harvest in church, do you think? What do you think, Ryan? We might harvest joy. We might harvest love, harvest hope. You've been reading your bulletin. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We might harvest, well, I like a harvest of kids right here. We got them all, you know, you were all scattered about and we gathered everybody in. We harvest faith. Mm hmm. Yeah. Harrison. We harvest worship. We bring it all in here together so we can celebrate it. You all take a notes of all the things you're going to be harvesting. This will preach right here. I think we're done. Well, yes. You might be. All kinds of crops. Yeah. Harvesting happiness. Harvesting joy. All right. Well, do you think you can help me gather in the harvest this morning? I brought a set of prayer beads with me. And sometimes this helps me gather in the harvest to give thanks to God. So let's see what we want to give God thanks for, what we want to harvest this morning. You ready? You help me name some of them. Harrison, we harvest worship. We give God thanks. Ryan, we harvest joy. Yes, Cooper. We harvest happiness and and hope. We harvest peace. Casey? Love. We harvest love. What else do we harvest? Ava? We harvest faith. Harrison? We harvest friendship. Cooper? We harvest We do. There's crops to put food on our table. Those, yeah. We harvest music. All right, I get to get back the other way now. Ryan? Yeah, we did. That's all right. Yeah. We can do we can have an abundance of faith. We can need an extra harvest to harvest that, Harrison. Um, 
Yes, we gather us in, don't we? We gather all the people together. Absolutely. Art. Oh, all the expressions and creativity. Casey. We harvest God. Yeah, we come together with God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And music and song. The songs that y'all shared this morning. That was a wonderful harvest. Togetherness, so important to come together. Okay, I'm going to scan over here and see. Did anybody want to share that hasn't yet? Go ahead. Peace. Creativity. Mm-hmm. We've got two more, Casey and Ryan. Go ahead. And thankfulness. The heart of God. The heart of God. Blake. I am glad that you are here to celebrate the harvest. Harvest, Yeah, we had hope, like, I think way down there was hope. Yeah. Do you have some of these at home that you've done before? No. <gasps> you lost yours? Or you just don't have them yet? We'll have to get some more. You know what? If you don't have ten beads, you know what else you have ten of? Fingers. There you go. You can always, and you can give thanks. You can count the harvest at home. Yes, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, there's so many different ways to bring the harvest in, and this was just one. So thank you for coming and helping remind our whole church all the things that we gather together and are thankful in this harvest. Let us pray. As we say, dear God, thank you for the harvest, all the things we named, all that we are thankful for in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for giving us hope, so much hope that we need a harvest. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. We love you, Lord. Amen? Amen. You are a blessing, boys and girls. Bye, Lauren. Our sermon text this morning comes from the gospel, specifically in the book of John, chapter 4, verses 31 through 38. Listen to what it says. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, surely no one has brought him something to eat. And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more than comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and in gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Amen. Thank you, Josh. Would you join me in prayer? O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. It has been a year of enormous change in our congregation. We have said goodbye to a beloved associate pastor, Clay, who has been here for over two decades. We brought Josh on. We have also, as a people in this country, experienced enormous change in our country. And have you noticed that when there is a lot of change, I don't know about you, but I tend to kind of pull in a little bit, even find that my breathing is restricted sometimes because I'm waiting to see what's going to come next. And it is during times of great change that it is good to go to Scripture and to draw from the well, the deep, deep well that is there. One commentator this week in writing about this text and this text that we heard is part of the larger story of the woman at the well in John 4. But she described this text as one of those that we can go to again and again and again and drop our bucket and draw it up and find cool water and nourishment to feed our souls over and over and over again. So that is particularly what we are about this morning, is in the midst of change, in the midst of times when we can veer off into cynicism, and I am a... (laughs) You see the staff members... (laughs) In their faces. <laughs> um, I can be very guilty of that. But it seems to me that the counter for cynicism is indeed hope. So where is the hope in this text that we have dropped our bucket in this morning? Of course, this woman who comes to the well, she's got two strikes against her. She's a Samaritan whom the Jews at this time thought were impure because they had intermarried with foreign invaders over the preceding centuries, and they didn't worship the right way. They worshiped on Mount Gerizim. They did not go to the temple in Jerusalem So there's that one strike against them, and then also the second strike is she's a woman. And we can probably guess that the writer of John's Gospel had this 
in his mind as he was writing this story and perhaps writing the story marveling at the exchange that took place between this woman who comes to the well later in the day and this stranger who is sitting there who has no bucket to get a drink of water. And as the conversation ensues between this stranger, who is Jesus, and the woman at the well, they start talking a little theology. They start talking about worship. They start talking about the Messiah who will come. And it begins to grow in her the the hope and the realization that perhaps the one that she is talking to, might it be he? And she drops her bucket and she runs back to the village And then this little jewel of a passage occurs. So, they're in Samaria, right? So Jesus' Jewish disciples are a little suspicious of what a Samaritan might or might not offer to them for their sustenance. So they've gone to find food. And they come back. And they encourage Jesus to eat, and he says, I have food that you don't know about. And they're puzzled, and they're kind of scratching their heads, you know, because they're in their concrete world, and their tummies are growling, and they're like, well, somebody fed him already? And Jesus says, my food is doing the will of the one who sent me. That is my nourishment. And then he turns to the harvest metaphor. And he says, you know, when you look around at the fields, we're about four months away from the harvest, right? But look around with new eyes. And you see how the fields right now are ready for harvest. Even here in Samaria. And this woman that I have been talking to, she's the first fruit of my harvest here. This idea of harvest, it has such richness in it. Going back into our agricultural heritage, when people counted their well-being and their health and their wealth by the amount of harvest. And it's ironic to think that we have replaced that concrete stuff of sustenance with paper and metal. In the, term, in the form of currency. <laughs> That's a whole sermon altogether. But, this symbol of harvest in which we gather in and we feel good about what the earth has provided and we feel that connection with God's created earth and how it nurtures us and feeds our bodies and our souls and we gather it in and we can live off of it through the lean months. And then comes the spring when the sower digs into the bag of seeds and begins to plant and it begins another cycle. But Jesus does a very interesting mishmash here. He says... The reaper is already gathering in and is already being paid in terms of fruit. But the sower is at work too. And so the sower and the reaper 
are working together. And so there's planting, harvesting, planting, harvesting, planting, harvesting. All together. And it occurs to me that when Jesus uses this image of the sower and the reaper or the harvester, that Jesus is calling the disciples and those who would call themselves disciples to join in that work with God, arm in arm, in the planting, the harvesting, the planting, the harvesting. And calling the disciples and those who would call themselves disciples to join arm in arm and do that work together. Plant, harvest, plant, harvest. And my friends, we have been doing that here. Here for over 140 years. And my friends, even in the midst of change, our work's not done. The call is still before us. Jesus calling us to join arm in arm in planting and harvesting and planting and harvesting. And my friends, let me ask. If we're not doing it here at 801 West Avenue B, who will? We are needed We are called. And God's hope is what fills our souls and allows us to continue to do the work together, arm in arm, with our great sower and harvester, calling us to be a part of the work. Amen.